So here we are again. Uh, this is the Thought Police, Matt Kelly, Mike Graham. A week to go. One week. We'll have a new government. I know. It's amazing. It's crept up, hasn't it? It sort of has. I'm quite relieved, actually, because yeah. now that there's only you know seven days left, if, yeah. if you like, um, you can sort of see the, this end in sight. I told you I did that thing the other week. Is this the angriest election of all time? Yeah. Um, with UK and a change in Europe. And the end result was not really, because people have had this kind of idea yeah. that it's all going to end. But the trouble is, the closer we get to it now, people are starting to say things like, well, it's bound to be another hung parliament. Yeah. I don't know what I'll do. I, seriously. I mean, if it's another hung parliament... I'll sell a few more copies of the New European. You'll have to launch it as a daily, <laughs> won't you? That's a good idea. I mean, you know, yeah. instead of doing it once a week, they do, do it do once that, a day. They do that in uh, Scotland with The National, which was a paper that similarly kind of launched... Mm. For people who wanted to get yeah, but they I mean, do it every day. I mean, they'd be oh, quicker off just handing that out to people when the <laughs> circulation is so low. Actually, I, I heard they were doing all right. So, um, well, I think it's produced on a shoestring. Yeah, everything. Um, is, yeah, and so is ours. But I think yeah, but I don't think the circulation is much above about twenty odd thousand, isn't it? No, okay. I don't think so. I mean, we've had can... extraordinary success on our You've website. Done, by the way. Oh, have you? Oh, our website. What you mean recently? Like Two million. Wow, people, yeah, a month, yeah, which is that is good, and it's going up and up and right. up. And we've got a tiny little team, but they're doing a brilliant job. Yeah, so there's clearly an appetite for it still. Oh, I think there is. The sense that it feels like it's. Oh well, I had some fun last boring. weekend with some guys from um, something. I can't remember what it was called. Something like somebody started up a new Twitter um, account. Yeah. Uh, for for rejoin the EU. Oh yeah. On the basis that if you know it all goes ahead as soon as the day happens, <laughs> yeah, you know we're going to start the campaign around. to yeah. rejoin, really? right? And I went, that's going to go well. Yeah. He had nine followers. Right? <laughs> and the guy was like, we only launched it a few hours ago. I'm like, yeah, but still, a few <laughs> hours ago, you only got nine. And then by the time we came back to me, they'd had another two. Was, oh, you're up to yeah. 11 now. Yeah. You know. Bad luck, though. Bad luck to join a rejoin site before. It's bad luck, I think. It's probably jinxed itself. But yeah. I mean, here we are. We haven't learned anything, really, over the past, what, four weeks, have we? Nothing. Uh, it's been a giveaway, massive giveaway election yeah, campaign. None of which is going to happen. None of that. which can yeah. happen. Yeah. And also, it's so far into the future, yeah. right? So that, for example, I mean, my favourite one, I have to say, was the trees. The Labour Party's yeah. plan to Brilliant. plant trees. I actually did an interview with John McDonnell, and I said to him, you know, you're joking, right? You're talking about <laughs> planting this... It's talking about planting something like 11,000 trees a day for about 20 years. It's yeah. been, you know, people have worked out the mathematics yeah. on it. And you'll be putting in so many trees that you would actually need to cover the entire area of Wales, yeah. right, to have two billion trees planted. <laughs> you know what he said to me? He said that they actually planted 300 million trees in one day in Ethiopia. What? Exactly. That was my reaction. Bollocks. It is bollocks. And it's one of those, if you fact check it, <laughs> it turns out that they used something like 33 million volunteers right. who each planted something like um, 10 seedlings right. in some place that was right. part of an Ethiopian okay. uh, garden. You is know? that what we're all going to be doing, is it? Well, apparently so. So next time you're down at uh, Waitrose, right, just pick up a couple yeah. of seedlings yeah. and scatter uh, some seeds around. Some seeds around you what know, did you but, make of John McDonnell? I actually, bizarrely, am his favourite person at yeah. Talk Radio. He comes, yeah. and, well, I've now done him three times. Yeah. I think he's um, uh, quite a sinister figure, to mm. be honest. Um, and each time I try and make him not want to speak to me again, he keeps coming back. Yeah. You know, I brought the IRA up with him. Yeah. Um, he's quite measured. Um, he's much better than But Corbyn. he likes a good argument, doesn't he? He, he does so quite that's like why it. Get on with he you. does quite like yeah. it. He, and, 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 he, and he's quite happy because I also let him talk as well. Yeah. I don't do the old Andrew Marr, let's just interrupt every single word that the guy's saying. Yeah. There's a really point in that. Yeah. Um, and of course, I then get flack from some of my listeners who go, well, why are you not giving him a hard time? Yeah. And I'm like, well, I'm letting him talk. And yeah. then I'm asking him about stuff, you yeah. know. Um, I think his whole 
um, I'm really the nice guy, John McDonald, yeah. is wearing a little bit thick, and I don't, <laughs> I'm not buying it, right? Yeah. But I quite respect him, actually, as an individual. Yeah, I like um, the way he handles himself. Yes. Um, but I do find I do I find him sinister. As yeah, well. he's definitely sinister. I'm just looking forward to the day where, which will be hopefully in eight days' time, mm. where we never have to say the words Jeremy Corbyn again. Well, you seem quite confident about that. You see, you seem to think that if Labour doesn't win this election, that he'll be out, and I can't see momentum allowing that to happen. Oh, I, th- I you? think you cannot. There's no example of a Labour leader losing mm. two elections. Yeah, but we're not talking about Labour anymore. We're talking yeah. about this cult yeah. of momentum where they're in control. Yeah. I don't think you can say with any alacrity that basically um, the, Labour, the old Labour Party of people like Alistair Campbell, yeah. uh, your mate, who is now more or less a, a Lib Dem um, yeah, campaigner, is, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and others who have now left the party because of its anti-Semitism or yeah. because they can't get on with the far left that have yeah. taken it over. I mean, people like Miliband, Tom Watson. I mean, I'm not, no fan of Watson's, yeah. but he was a moderate. Um, you know, Emily Thornberry... Uh, who I detest, mm-hmm. has been very much in uh, keeping a low profile. Yeah. They've obviously not wanted to let her anywhere. Well, do I know my theory on Emily Thornberry mm. is that she, is precisely the opposite, is that she's keeping a deliberate low profile so she doesn't screw anything up and yeah. then she'll swoop in when Corbyn steps down. Well, I see, again, I don't think they'd let that happen because mm. as much as she, you might say that she's one of his, I think she's very much a floating voter. Yeah, but I think that's precisely why she she sort of appeals a bit. She could cross but who does she appeal to? Well, her? not me. I mean, not me either. No. I can't imagine anyone in the party that she appeals no. to. But I can also see Rebecca Long-Bailey yeah. or one of those other harridans, and I'm going to use that word advisedly, <laughs> like Angela Rayner, because yeah. they are. I'm sorry. No, well, they are. The, I don't know what a harridan is, really. A harridan is a sort of ghastly uh, woman of the female species. Well, they, most, they, they tend you to, don't, although these days steady. maybe not. No, but, you see, you've yeah. got a double, double belt and braces here, right? The point is, is that, you know, you wouldn't describe a man as a harridan. It would be unusual. Right. It's a sort of... Um, what would the equivalent for a man be? I'm trying to think what it would be, because I knew you might ask me that. Yeah. Um, I guess it would be something like... Um, a git. A git, yeah, kind yeah. of. I mean, it's not... A harridan isn't normally nasty, necessarily, but right. they're just kind of ghastly. Right, right. ghastly kind of characters <laughs> who screech quite a lot and just generally um, right. uh, are offensive. Right. And you have to admit that Angela Rayner, I mean, she's blo- one of the people who's blocked me, one of the famous uh, Labour yeah. Party people who's blocked me, yeah. because I once suggested that she was the thickest person that ever appeared on Question Time, <laughs> which I think is entirely correct, you know. Yeah. And, of course, she claims that people like me criticise her, one, because she's a woman, mm-hmm. two, because she's not very well educated, and three, because she's a northerner. Uh, and, it's, just, and it's just number two. It's just the fact that she's yeah. not very bright. Yeah. It's nothing to do with where she's from yeah. or how she speaks or the yeah. fact that she's a woman. Yeah. But she is kind of one of these people that preaches at you. Yes. And I find she that apparently has and she has no reason to do so. Yeah. You know, she's not telling you anything that you that you need to know. Yeah. She has no information that can help me. She's just sort of spouting these beliefs. <laughs> do you know the what Rebecca Long Bailey, yeah. right, who I, her her voice does my head she's in. The, right. She's the sort of acceptable face of yeah. Angela Rayner. Her voice does yeah. my head in. But without that, I think if it was just written down, I'd yeah. find myself sort of thinking she was... I know, know, I'm not sure about any of them. That's the problem. I'm not sure about any of them. I don't think any of them are particularly... Anyway... Yeah. And also, I, by the way, I would, I would say the same about the Tories. Yeah. You know, just not because I want to be balanced. I mean, I prefer the ideology of the Tory party, but what I do not prefer is the personalities behind it. Because... Yeah. There are very few of them um, that I would want in any government that I can yeah. think of. Where's Rees-Mogg gone, by the way? He's disappeared as well. Off the face yeah. of the earth. I don't know where he's gone. 
Well, he doesn't stop talking to anybody. Thornbury's disappeared. Um, I haven't heard much from Diane Abbott, right? Yeah. Haven't heard anything from Rhys Mogg. Nigel Farage finally popped up on the uh, the debate on Sunday night. Yeah. Um, and I thought actually he did all right. Yeah. Um, which is the first thing he's done right for a while. Yeah. Um, he always Sturgeon. does all right in those things. That's, yeah. That's why he's dangerous. Well, it? yeah, but he's not really, is he? Because I mean, it looks now as though the Brexit Party has basically shot its bolt, unless we've all yeah. got it massively wrong. Yeah. Uh, although I did see a poll from Hartlepool which yes. showed Labour that. getting 40%, yeah. um, Brexit 23 and Tories about 33 Yeah. So, you know, if anything, that happens... I, st- I still think anything's possible. Everyone was getting very excited by that, what do they call it, the MRP poll. The oh, Hugo the one that poll. had the 68 poll, the sixty-eight seat yeah, majority for which, Tories. Which everyone was excited because that was the one that got the last one yes. right, or, or at least wrong. Right. And... Um, and it sort of suggested that it was a done deal. Right. I don't think that's true at all. I think there's still a lot of movement to be had. Well, what apparently is the, the sort of fly in the ointment is that it could be as much as, a, or as little rather, as a 3% swing, yes. which changes all of that. Yeah. And it goes from 68 to literally a hung parliament yeah. in certain places. You yeah. know? I mean, I've been getting... Uh, you, can't, you can't really rely on any of the information that you get, which is anecdotal, but I've had people calling the show telling me things like, uh, well, down here in South Wales, we can't ever bring ourselves to vote for Jeremy Corbyn, so we're going to vote for the Brexit Party. But you don't. If you're talking about people like Steve Doughty in Cardiff West or wherever he is, yeah. I mean, he's got something like twenty-four thousand majority. Yeah. I mean, no, he's not going to lose that. No, you know, down in uh, Sussex in Bexhill near where I am, yeah. um, Merriman, who's the Tory, twenty-two thousand majority. Yeah. You know, you're not going to shift that. Well, I, I mean, think you've got Corbyn we've here. We've got Corbyn. And What's he's he got? got 25? Twenty-five. Of yeah. Them. And uh, I mean, that doesn't move, does it? Yeah. Well, I, I think it's going to be fascinating because there are a lot of people in Islington who are very Remain and very pissed off with Corbyn. Right. So, but and but. Are they not buying, but are they not buying the Nigel Farage line, which is that Labour are basically the party of Remain? Because that's what he said the other night. He no, said, I look, think... it's going to be, if they get a second referendum, uh, which nobody wants, it's yeah. going to be um, Remain versus Remain. I think there'll be a big swing to the Lib Dems here. In really? Washington. Yeah. I think Corbyn's majority... Let's have, a, let's have a little prediction. I think Corbyn's majority will go down to 15,000. Okay. And the Lib Dems will take up all the... Swing. Now, that w- which is a massive swing, yeah. but still not enough to make no, any difference. No, he's, he's a and fixture. That's, yeah. And that's the point. Yeah. Because the system that we have says that in all of those places where it's safe, yeah, um, that really doesn't change. You know, you might get the Lib Dems getting a massive boost, and they'll say that they've had this most incredible vote of confidence, but it hasn't resulted in getting any changes. No, they haven't won a seat. I don't. I think honestly, again, we're going to sound really sexist here because we're picking on procession of women. But Joe Swinson, if there was a good, well, we've also Lib picked on a few of the blokes. We have, yeah. If there was a, if there was a, a, a really plausible. Uh, leader of the Lib Dems. They don't have one, though. With a sense of gravitas, which they I, don't have I think she lacks a, a sense of gravitas. She has a, a terrible um, sense of gravitas. Yeah. She's also got a terribly inflated view of her own self, that, uh, that which doesn't come across well. And it's become obvious, hasn't it? Yeah, it really yeah, has. I really. mean, she clearly thinks that she yeah. is something else, you yeah. know? She thinks she's beautiful. She yeah. thinks she's sexy. She thinks she's wonderful. She thinks well, she's a visionary. I, I've got no objection to her thinking she's beautiful and sexy. I'm well, sure she's, she's in politics, right? So, I mean, you're yeah. looking at a pretty low bar, I'm afraid, <laughs> in that sense. You are. I don't know why you keep making these exclamations. <laughs> no, I'm just, no, like I'm just, I, my pause and my chuckles are only when I'm trying to calculate how long it is before I get fired for taking part in this podcast. Yeah, but isn't that, isn't that the worst thing that could happen? Because people have got different ideas that yes. you know, you're not supposed to talk about. Yeah. You know, Joe Swinson is sort a disaster, of. has been a disaster for the Lib Dems, right? Yes. And not because of anything life said, but because of all the things that she said. Yeah. Because she is now worse 
uh, rated by those who know about her than she is by those who don't know if, about her. If the Lib Dems had a Nicola Sturgeon, yeah. I think, then you could... See, I've got a lot of time for Nicola Sturgeon, yeah. not just because I've known her from a long time ago, but I think she's a smart woman. Oh, I think really? she comes across very, very well. Yeah. I think she is measured. Yeah. I think she... I don't agree with many of her policies, and I certainly don't agree with Scottish independence, mm. but she is a very capable leader, and she is the sort of woman yeah. um, that could be the Prime Minister of this country, I, I would she, say. she is the standout leader yeah. of, of our time. Yeah, right I now. agree. So for anyone who thinks that I'm yeah. this horrible sexist that you shouldn't be working with, yeah. you know, that's where you can, <laughs> well, get, where you can you, point you them to. Me. Well... <laughs> No, I don't anyone, think you're a horrible no, sexist. I just, no, I know you don't think that, yeah. but if anyone says I worry that, what are you about doing? how things are, you? are twisted against you. Yeah. Yeah, I worry listen, for you, people, I know, a lot of people worry <laughs> for me. You know, and I'm one of them, actually. Because, but the trouble is that I can't, I can't make myself speak in the way that other people want me to speak. Yeah. No, quite you right, know, yeah. Leila Moran said that to me. Yeah. You know, I think I've told you this story. She was sitting in the tent of common sense one day. And this is a woman, let's not forget, uh, who was um, arrested by the police for an incident which we don't need to go into, but basically where she beat up her partner because he didn't have the right cable for a computer, right? Yeah. Now, I was asking her what she had to say about the uh, beatings going on in Barcelona yeah. where people were getting their heads cracked in by the police. Yeah. And what was the EU saying about it? Because she was giving me all this guff about the EU family. And do you know what she said? Go on. She said, I wish you wouldn't use such violent words. Right. Well, at least you didn't to which, well, whipped about that. I didn't say to her at that point. Yeah, I, did. I said, well, at least it's better than getting beaten up by somebody. I didn't need to say that because everybody knows that's the story. Yeah. But she actually said to me, I don't want you to use those kind of words. I said, well, excuse me, people's heads are being cracked. So I'm what? describing their heads what? as being cracked. Why? And I said, and I will not be told by you yeah. which words I use. Correct. I use words for my business, right? I've yeah. written them before, now I speak them. Yeah. I use them very uh, accurately and decisively. Yeah. And, and I'm the one that chooses what they are. Yeah. And the idea that you think that I should speak in a particular way so as not to be offensive to you or anybody else... Is bollocks. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And then she went, oh, yeah, but you're poisoning the, uh, the debate. I'm like, well, tell that to the people with blood streaming out of their heads in Barcelona. What well, absolute nonsense. For whom the EU is doing absolutely square root fuck all. Absolute bollocks. Because they want Catalan independence. Yeah. Right? And that still hasn't been resolved. Very difficult. And the European Union still is not interested... Well, um, I don't know if they're not interested, but they're not. They are supporting the member state, which is Spain. Yes, but you what know? I'm saying is, is, they should be surely, if they care about the European family, should be going in. Well, they there. see it as a domestic dispute, which it is. Oh, right. Yeah. Well, they don't see Brexit as a domestic dispute. They do. Well, it's not. Brexit isn't a domestic. Oh, really? Dispute, How it? so? Well, because it affects the other twenty-seven. Oh, right. So if they get Catalan independence in Catalonia, yeah. that doesn't affect the EU. Well, if they got Catalan independence, then mm. it becomes a, an international right. affair. But yeah. for the moment, you've got a sovereign nation, Spain. You've got a region of Spain, uh -huh. Cat and by the way, I am very much in favour of uh, Catalan independence. Okay. I can work there and know loads of people. Right. If they want it, they should have it. But you've got a sovereign nation. Mm. And the EU doesn't see its job as interfering with domestic politics. But the minute, if Cat, if yeah, Cat but hang on, yeah. they're locking politicians up. Spain is, not yeah. the EU. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spain are locking up politicians for treason or whatever it was. Yeah, you know, treason. Yeah. yeah, you think that's something the EU shouldn't worry about? Well, it's it's within the judicial boundaries of the Spanish law, isn't it? Okay. I mean, it's 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 right. a it's not like they've invented a new so law. So, if we started locking up all the people who refuse to carry out the will of the people. Like Joe Swinson, <laughs> like me, and you, yeah. and we start locking it all up. You wouldn't expect the EU could to you, come and, and help you out. Could you put me on that Butlins camp you were describing with the, 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 the jihadi, the, 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 the jihadi japes? Yeah. You know, I'm sure we could come up with a good name for it. Yeah. 
But no, seriously, I mean, I would expect yeah. if you were a democratically elected politician, which these guys are, yeah. that if you can't get protection from your own government because they want to put you in jail for wanting independence, yeah, sedition, you'd surely it? expect... The church. Yeah. yeah. But well, they have... They, I mean, in the... Uh, in, I mean, look, as I said, again, I'm in favour of... Well, some people think James Hewitt should have been done for treason. You Why? know, for having an affair with Princess Diana. That's not a treasonable offence. Well, it can be. Can it? Oh, yeah. Why? Well, you just ask fucking King Henry VIII. I mean, it can be, <laughs> you know, having sex with the... But she the, wasn't the queen. It doesn't matter. She's the heir to the throne's wife. Yeah. Oh, so... <laughs> you know, I mean, you could find a definition for treason yeah. there, I'm sure. Will but Carling, what I'm Will is, Carling as well? Well, there's many people whose names you could mention. I think you could read them off gonna, quite I'm not going to read them all off because yeah. I know some of them. Right. But anyway, okay. the point is this. You should surely expect, if you're part of this European family that everybody talks so much about, yeah. that you would have some protection if the, the state of, of that organisation which you are a part yeah. is behaving in a way which is entirely undemocratic. But why is it undemocratic? Well, so you think it's all right to lock up these guys who simply want independence yeah. for a portion of part. It's like locking yeah, up the SNP. They've never had. They've never had a validated vote for independence. Yeah, but they have had a referendum in Catalonia, they, which they yeah. were not given permission and to have. And it was have. judged illegal. Yes. yes. Yeah. 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 But you're like, what are you talking this about? This is like, like passports and no, public. This is like though. you're defending Allende in Chile. Well, he said it was against the law, so we decided just to electrocute all these guys by the bollocks. That's fine because they're the government. Yes, again. I you've thought you were supposed to be a yet Democrat. Again, you've turned me into a fascist <laughs> idiot. Well, I thought you were supposed to be a Democrat. I am. But well, you're quite I happy am. to have people locked up. I'm conflicted on this, though, Are because you? I'm in favour of independence for Catalonia. Yeah. But I can but, see the you'd legal, rather lock them up But I can well. see the legal argument on the Spanish side as well, which is that. You see, too even handed is your trouble. Too even handed. Too even handed. Too even handed. You've got to pick right. a side like you have done in the European uh, elections. Yes. Yeah. Okay. You know, you want to remain in the European Union, right? Yeah. Now, what if Boris Johnson Johnson decided that you um, uh, were in some way committing an act of sedition, right, by encouraging people to actually um, go out on the streets uh, and demonstrate for their rights to to have the government do something completely different to what the government wanted to do and what the government had been ordered to do. Yes. Now, you can easily make a case that that's treasonous. And would you not then expect the European Union to come and help you? No. Um, no? I would expect the people of this nation to rise as one. To, and, to have and, you shot. And to, <laughs> <laughs> and to quote Voltaire, yeah. which is to say... I You're may, not going to quote Voltaire, because I've told you before, I it's not his quote. quote. Voltaire. It's not his quote. The other guy's quote, but, but, though, which I some disagree. Other you can't remember who that is. Yeah, no, I can't. I'm going to look it up. I disagree with what you're saying, but I'll defend to the death your right to say it. And, yeah. you know, I think... There's obviously room for dissent, but when, if, I'll tell you what, all right, say I said, okay, I'm going to go to Liverpool, right, which wants to remain, yeah. and we're going to declare ourselves a republic, and Liverpool's going to become independent from England, and we'll have a you know, great port and all of this business, we'll have our tourist industry, and we'll be fine, thank you very much, and I'm sure there's plenty of people in the UK who'd be very happy with that arrangement. There were loads. <laughs> but, but then I would be committing an act of sedition, wouldn't I? You would be saying, I'm attacking the state. Well, no, you're yeah. encouraging people 
to go against the will of the state. Now, the will of the state currently is mm. to leave the European Union. So you're no, already doing it. That's the will of the people, isn't no, it? No, it's not, because the government... If, if it was the will of the state, we'd have done it. It's not... It's well, no, it's well, not the will of the state. that's why people have been treasonous, because the point is... The, who, the, the MPs have been treasonous? Yeah, they have. The MPs who have voted you consistently... You are. Hang Charles on. the bloody first. All I'm saying is I'm pointing out the, the duplicity of your argument, because yeah. if you were uh, actually believing what you now believe about what's happening in the UK... Yeah. You would be locked up in Catalonia. But I thought people You'd like locked you. Up. I thought you wanted parliamentary sovereignty. I and didn't want anything. I didn't well, ask I for anything. I thought this was part of the whole. No, no, I shaman. didn't vote for Brexit. I didn't ask for anything. But I'm I'm just, all, right, okay, all I'm, I'm doing is representing it. those people right. whose voice has been removed from. Oh, the voice by the elites. Fucking hell! Right? I wish we could find some of these voiceless. I, all I hear is a cacophony. <laughs> Everybody's got a bloody opinion. They're like, oh, well, of course they have. Yeah. I know, and you'd yeah. like to lock some of them up and say that they yeah. shouldn't be able to vote just like to unless they're smart put enough. Put some right? gaffer tape over their lips. And being <laughs> well, that wouldn't work on the radio. Um, now, but anyway, parliamentary sovereignty. But parliamentary sovereignty is only parliamentary sovereignty if the people who are elected into that parliament are willing to be instructed by those who elect well, them. Well, that's not if true. they're not. If they're not willing to do that, mm. then they should step aside. Well, there's two different arguments there, and and it's not strictly speaking true that that that's how our parliamentary yeah, but that's what works. you guys hide behind. You say, oh, oh yeah, but it's it. representative democracy, yes. is it? <laughs> oh really? Well, it becomes a little bit ridiculous when you say it in that voice. <laughs> representative <laughs> democracy. <laughs> yeah, well, because it's not representative, is it? You have to represent the people who elect you. you okay. Do. Yes. Now, if you're you, a Tory, you best now if you're a Tory yeah. in, say, for example, Bexhill, yes, right, Mr. Merriman, uh, who's going to be re-elected because he's got a massive majority, right? Yeah. Now, are you going to tell me that he also represents everyone who voted Lib Dem? And that he also represents everybody who voted Labour. No, of course not. No, he doesn't. Yeah. But if they come to him as a constituent and say, look, I've got a problem with my uh, next door neighbour, yeah. you know, he's trying to pull petrol through my letterbox. This guy. And they go, is that might be weird to bother to live next door. to live next door to Matt Kelly. But no, here's the thing. So he then helps them with their constituency problem. But what he doesn't do is say to them, oh, by the way, I know that you wanted to remain in the European mm. Union, so therefore uh, I'm going to represent you in that by um, remaining in the European Union, even though the vast majority of people who voted for me would like to leave it. You have to make binary choices in, in, in politics and you have to do things uh, which the majority want. You can't represent everyone. It doesn't no, work like that. Not, and you can't hide behind mis- representative democracy and yeah. say, oh, but I'm just going to do what I want. But you're misapplying the word representative. Right. The point of the word representative in that scenario is yeah. that they have to, MPs have to go away and do what they think is the best thing for their constituents, regardless of what the constituents actually tell them to do. No. That's the point. No. Because that's the no. only you're, difference you're, between that and, and being a delegatory. No, democracy. you're telling me that they should take no notice then no, of those not. who are elected. No, I am not. I'm saying, in fact, it's the bravest ones who take notice but then go in the face of it and say, I'm sorry, I've thought, and in my conscience, I still think All right. this is the so best thing So despite to do. the fact that their party has stood on a particular platform, despite the fact that they have made manifesto promises to do what you tell them to do, despite the fact that you've elected them by a vast majority because you have chosen them because they, you believe, are the people who best represent you, you're then brave... To do none of those things. Correct. Bullshit. You're Correct. not brave. You're a fucking traitor. <laughs> and you've betrayed the people who have put you there. So you are now... What happens to traitors? They get executed. Right, so now you want to execute... <laughs> you now want to execute MPs. No. They can this go is in a the, new they can go in the, They can go in the, the, the Johanny Butlin's camp. Mc, Mc, you know, they can Mc have a special, a special section. <laughs> you know, Edinburgh version or something. No, yeah. but, you know, the point is, is that... 
this, this nonsense about the EU family, which is how this all started, yeah. tells me that the EU interfere as much as they want, whenever they want, right. and then don't interfere when they don't feel like it. Right. And that's my suggestion to you, that what? they are inconsistent. Yeah. They interfered right. in Ukraine. Yeah. It's not even part of the European Union. Right. Right? They offered them all no, sorts no, of bribes right. to bought, reach out. They, interviewed in, they, they interfered with Greece's economy. Yeah. And, and pretended that they had the right numbers to join the EU. But you just said yourself, you've got to make binary decisions in, yeah. in politics. So yeah. that's what's going on there. You know, they're making choices. No, no, no. no, that, no, no that's not different. every choice is no, right. No, that's different. This is an organisation we're talking about, mm-hmm. not an individual MP. An organisation has to do what it says on the tin. The European Union is supposed to be a collection of like-minded union members, right, mm-hmm. who are all about one thing. Whereas what they're doing... Uh, is actually reneging on the people who live in Catalonia and saying, sorry, guys, uh, you'll have to sort that one out yourselves. Yeah, but that We're is, not going to get in the way. But that's because... So the alternative to that, then, is to say, sorry, rest of Spain, we're going to back Catalonia. So when... How guy, do you get around that? Well, well I think what they You've ought to be doing... You've got to make a doing, choice. Well, I think what they ought to be doing is getting involved in it and saying, OK, we can't have this violence on the streets of Barcelona yeah. because it doesn't look good, right. not only for you guys, but it doesn't look good for the European Union. Right. We're going to have to sit down around a table, and I'm sorry, you lot who are locking up members of the Catalonian government because you don't like what they're doing, you have to stop that because that is effectively operating like North Korea and you need to find a better solution. Right. You know? I just think they shouldn't be doing nothing. But who would do that? Well, what, surely the EU... Send the European army? No, the European the Union, the surely, surely the European Union should have enough fucking, what, you know, to bureaucrats... to the to go home? No, to have enough bureaucrats to go and talk to the Spanish uh, government to say, yeah. look, guys... Well, I'm sure those conversations happen in no, the background. Of course no, they, they do. Don't. Of course they do. Well, if they do, it means they're giving the green light for the head-cracking because the Madrid well, people are not frightened of it. Well, that's, that's different, the head-cracking. I don't like that. Would you like me not to use that language? Don't, please. I think you've like made it... I can't find this bloody uh, this language. You've made it violent. Yeah. I'm now, feeling wounded. Yeah, well, <laughs> you, will, you will be wounded if you go to Catalonia and say, <laughs> yes. I'm in favour of Catalonian independence. You're I was there about here. ten years ago when they had, on the Catalonia Day, and they all, it was one of the most impressive things I've ever seen. The entire length of Catalonia, people out there with their Catalan flags all holding hands and... You know, it was an enormous groundswell of of, uh, of opinion for right. for freedom from Spain. However, the majority at that time didn't want it in Catalonia, and right. so it's it's a little bit like Scotland. It is a bit People like Scotland. People think yeah. everybody wants it. Yeah. They don't. There's right. a there's a Catalan. But they actually do have proper million marches, unlike yes, you know, they do. The, the Remainers <laughs> who just add up a few numbers and add some looks, zeros looks on like the a million end and put them all together really closely. <laughs> Did you see that great picture of the people demonstrating against Boris Johnson no. when he went to launch his manifesto up at that factory? And no. um, you know, the way it was covered on oh, Channel 4 yes, News. Yeah. And they had this massive it swathe like of people. Yeah. yeah. And then there's some pictures taken from behind. There was about 15 of them. That's right. It was all, hilarious. All moving around. But why do people do that? I wanted a leaving do at the Mirror. Right. I've left briefly from uh, from the Mirror to go to the Sporting Life, which oh, yeah. was that old racing paper. I remember that. But then we were going to turn it into a um, into like a seven day sports paper. Would well, you know? Uh, Such was my popularity at the Daily Mirror, right? That my uh, leaving do attracted. It was in Davies, and it attracted about eight people in an enormous <laughs> room. I booked right with buffet for like fifty. Brilliant. Right? Why did so few people come? Just because they thought I was a twat. Did they not you? know it was going on though? Most no, people just, would go because I was like. Beer. A, because I was like... Um, a, you were quite ambitious, weren't you? I was, so yeah. You were seen as one of the management types. Yes, I think I was yeah. seen as like one of the sort of, yeah, the sort of toadies. Mm. 
And um, which are you never were, but never, you? never in my life. But um, I remember Piers coming right, right. and laughing, roaring his head off <laughs> at how few people were there, and then going out into the street and corralling total strangers and saying, "Can you please come to Matt <laughs> Kelly's leaving too and move That's around?" That's very funny because that was one of those failed projects, wasn't it? Um, oh, at, at the because I then had to pick up the the, the slack, right? Yeah. Because I got hired to be editor of Project X, yeah. as it was rather uh, mysteriously called, which was the Welsh Mirror. Oh yeah. But they couldn't tell anyone it was the Welsh Mirror because I'm sure part of it was one of those internal management decisions that gets made. Oh, fucking hell, we've got all these people working for the sporting life. Yeah. What are we going to do? Yeah. So do you know what? I had to go in. There was a guy called Pat Pilton, who you yeah, might remember, remember who was Pat, managing editor. And we had to go into this. So we went into this ante room. He said, right, I'm going to take you into this next room where there's about 12 people. Yeah. Some of whom I later realised I knew. I would probably have been there. You might have been there. Yeah. No, I don't think you were, because you'd probably have gone somewhere else. Right. Because you, you'd have been too senior. These were all like subs, basically. Right. Um, and I said, uh, I said, well, what do you want me? He said, I want you to go in there and tell them all about Project X. Yeah. I said, when you say tell them all about what project? I said, what can I tell them? He said, we can't tell them much. I said, well, I can't tell them uh, what it is. No. Um, <laughs> you can't tell them when it's starting. Um, you can't tell them uh, what the paying conditions are. Um, and you can't tell them where they're going to be working. But you can definitely tell them it's a project. Yeah. So I said, so what the fuck can I tell them? He said, well... I'm leaving that up to you. <laughs> I went into this room and all these guys who looked as if they'd been beaten about the head yeah, for about the best part been, of the yeah. last three months. Right? Well, it was nine months it well, went on. And um, one of them was a guy called Martin Booth. Yeah, who I, I used remember to know, Martin really well. Uh, on the Express. He was yeah. a sports star on the Express, right? Yeah. So I go, oh, hi guys, how are you doing? Yeah, you know, you know me. So, uh, and we start talking and I start describing, you know, what I want them to do, which is to join me in this brand new <laughs> flagship project, project another X, great project which has got the great backing of the mirror <laughs> and is definitely in for the long haul yeah well what can you tell us about it I said yeah. I can't tell you very much Nothing. about it right um, what, what is it that you're looking for I said well I'm looking for some um, some, some subs yeah because we're going to be producing whatever it is yeah um, from Canary Wharf and the, oh it's in Canary Wharf then. yes yeah. yes it is right and um, how many of you uh, would be interested and they all went well it depends what it is and I'm like well I can't tell it's ridiculous kind of half an hour meeting oh my god and I think we ended up keeping about sort of six or seven of them do you know what um, mate honestly I spent so I spent literally a year of my life on that project mm. and it was like and uh, why did it fail then so did it, or did it get uh, sold it got sold didn't it no what happened was it not was, still no, going no the story was what happened was the mirror group bought the racing post and that's, owned the sporting that's life. That's right, yeah. So they had the two racing pages. Yeah. So they, you know, they had a monopoly. Mm. So they decided, right, we'll take the sporting life and we'll stop it doing racing, but we'll make a seven-day sports paper, right. Right, which thrive in the continent. Yeah, They'll like never, Corriere della Sera. Yeah, exactly, or um, uh, what's the great one in Spain? Escapes my mind. Anyway, the, um, the theory was that there's a massive market mm. for sport, but the problem is, as you and I both know, is that the existing nationals cover sports so well yeah. that there really was no market for it. Right. Nevertheless, me and a guy called John Mulholland, who went yeah. on to be editor of The Observer and is now the Guardian US editor, brilliant, brilliant guy. Yeah. John was the putative editor. Okay. And he and I went round into... And was this under Montgomery? So this was under Kelvin McKenzie to okay. start with. Right. Right? Which is, so at that point, it had a lot of momentum. You know, it was when Kelvin McKenzie was the managing right. editor of the of the paper and uh, of the group and we went round to a place called Garlic and Shots in Soho oh, which yeah. was this creepy kind of 
sort of goth place that John seemed to be into right. and, and interviewed honestly mate about a hundred of the of the best Fleet Street news uh, sports reporters right. and writers and right. subs and all of this and recruited about 20 or 30 right. amazing talents you know Brian Glanville uh, Steve Bunce yeah. uh, there were, I mean there were dozens of them mm. uh, your mate Martin Booth yeah. who, who once turned on me did it? yeah because I you know I call everyone mate yeah, yeah. from Liverpool yeah and so I'd call him mate. Yeah. And he, he turned on me and said, don't call me mate. Nobody calls me really? mate. Really? Okay. He did have a bit of a dark side, I yes, remember. Yes, I thought so. I yeah. mean, I've, I've, I liked the guy a lot, mm. but it was, it was a moment that never left me. Yeah. And then we sat down and we made dummy after dummy after dummy for this thing. Right. Then Kelvin McKenzie left the Mirror Group. These they, are basically, for people who don't know, the dummy is like a pretend yeah, paper. Yeah, like a pretend paper. It's never, it's never published, but yeah. you print it, the whole thing's done. Yeah, and... Uh, uh, Kelvin left and David Montgomery took over yeah. and I knew the project was in real trouble when uh, John Mulholland was taken out for lunch with, with Monty yeah. and then came back looking pale right? Right. and he just said oh we're, we're, sh- we're in the shit right. and I said why what's, what's happened right. he said, has he sacked us all he said no 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 he's really keen he's really keen on the sports paper thing right. but he did ask me the question he said uh, John tell me why, if a football match ends nil-nil, do we give it any space at all? Obviously, nothing has happened. <laughs> <laughs> um, Excellent. So, so we were, and then it went to a... Uh, Monty decided he didn't like the sports bit, but he mm. liked the life bit. So right. we were going we to be a seven-day version of GQ, effectively. Right, okay. right. So I'm look, I've just heard this news, and I'm looking across this newsroom at some of the hairiest arsed right. sports reporters yeah. in the in the world. Also, oh, the idea that so, the old, uh, as yeah. I'll call them, the bowler hat-wearing unions yeah. types are going to be dictating stuff exactly. to I, anyone. I, was, I, I remember shouting out, does anybody know anything about what colour cravat to wear yeah, to right. a certain occasion? <laughs> <laughs> nope. No. So, so it was, and then it shut down, and it was, uh, it, I mean, there's nothing good to be said about no. it, to be honest, except that... So it I never really came out, then, nothing in its new form. Nothing ever came out. No. And, you know, I think it would have been good, actually. It was. It was. It would have been different and fun, but it was. Um, but this is the thing. I mean, you and I around. talked about the athletic, this new yes. uh, uh, outfit, which is happening. Have you heard anything about it? Well, only that they poached a couple of guys from Talk Radio, uh, Talk Sport, yeah. uh, to operate a podcast division, which is going to be launching, I think, in the new year. Right. Which will be very interesting, yeah. actually, because if they make that work, yeah. that will be maybe the kind of the future. But the problem yeah. with podcasting in this country is it's very difficult, you know, as we are talking on a podcast, to make a lot of money out of it. Yeah. Because it's skewed by the BBC. Yeah. It's skewed by the fact that there's some big American podcasts, and what they do in America is they've got, say, for every team, like the, I don't know, New York Giants, you know, the they've Boston got Red their Sox, own they have their own yeah. podcast. But that's a massive market. Yeah. Whereas in this country, yes, a Liverpool podcast will probably yeah. do well, but there's already the Anfield Rap. Yeah. There's already quite, you know, quite good teams have got good that's podcasts. Right. So that's, why well, would like, you I, suddenly get another one? Well, I think, I and mean, I've said this from the word go, that I think the Athletic will fail for the same reason the Sporting Life failed, yeah. which is that. Sports journalism not a big in this enough market. Is, is so well, it's, well, yes, it is, but they've got some of those people to come and work yeah, for them. Yeah, I know. But also, the problem is, right, that it's it's also very much a very small country. Yeah. So unless you're selling it overseas and you're selling Which they it will America, be, won't they? Because yeah, soccer probably. is... Premier League yeah. is, is huge. Yeah, but is it huge enough for you to get enough people interested yeah. in... I mean, Liverpool have got... A fan club in America, yeah. But I mean, you probably count on the fingers of, of, of if you were counting thousands, yeah. You'd count on the fingers of two right. hands how many right. people would subscribe to it. Oh, for sure. You know? I mean, I think it'll. I think it. They've made a, a massive misjudgment about the mm. UK market, and 
And if it fails, I mean, some of my mates work for it, so yeah. I don't want to see it fail particularly. But well, if you never it does, want to see any journalist against a price. But fail. the silver lining will be that it'll be a smack in the face for the uh, the guy who founded it, yeah. who said basically, we're going to come in and we're going to put local newspapers out of business. Yeah. We'll bleed them dry. Yeah, that's and, nice. And uh, well, you won't, mate. You might yeah. find that you've got a tougher time than you think on Well, you on can always um, do the old, uh, since we've been talking about Voltaire, yes. we'll, find, we'll, we'll end on an old Chinese proverb, which I always like, uh, which is that if you stand by the side of the river for long enough, you'll see the bodies of all your enemies floating by. That's right, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> we are the Thought Police, we'll be back. If there was a, a, a really plausible... Uh, leader of the Lib Dems. They don't have one though. With a sense of gravitas, which they I, don't have one. I think she lacks a, a sense of gravitas. She has a, a terrible um, sense of gravitas. Yeah. She's also got a terribly inflated view of her own self. That, that, that which is doesn't what, come across well. And it's become obvious, hasn't it? Yeah, it really yeah, has. I really. mean, she clearly thinks that she yeah. is something else, you yeah. know? She thinks she's beautiful, she yeah. thinks she's sexy, she thinks she's wonderful, she thinks well, she's visionary. I, I've got no objection to her thinking she's beautiful and sexy. Well, sure she's, she's in good. politics, right? So, I mean, you're yeah. looking at a pretty low bar, I'm afraid, <laughs> in that sense. You are. I don't know why you keep making these explanations <laughs> no, I'm just, no, like I'm just, I'm, My pause and my chuckles are only when I'm trying to calculate how long it is before I get fired for taking part in this podcast. Yeah, but isn't that, isn't that the worst thing that could happen? Because people have got different ideas that, yes. you know, you're not supposed to talk about yeah you know Joe Swinton is a disaster has been a disaster to live down yes and not because of anything life said but because of all the things that she said I still think this is the best thing so despite the fact that their party has stood on a particular platform despite the fact that they have made manifesto promises to do what you tell them to do despite the fact that you've elected them by a vast majority because you have chosen them because they you believe are the people who best represent you you're then brave to do none of those things bullshit you're not brave you're a fucking traitor (laughs) and you've betrayed the people who put you there so you are now what happens to traitors they get executed right so now you want to execute (laughs) you now want to execute MPs no they can go in they can go in This about is like passports. No, this is like you're defending Allende in Chile. Well, he said it was against the law, so we decided just to electrocute all these guys by the bollocks. That's fine because they're the government. Yes, again. I you thought you were supposed to be a yet Democrat. Again, you've turned me into the fascist <laughs> idiot.